Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I'll be your host for this episode of Secure Talk. And today, we're going to be talking with Zhuang Kotu, who is the Director of Operations for Adequest in Brazil. And Zhuang's going to tell us about the cybersecurity market or industry or outlook in Brazil, and also let us know some of the things that he's working on and uh, make some observations about opportunities in the Brazil market. Zhuang, how are you today? So, thank you, Mark. That's uh, I'm very excited with this opportunity to, to be talking to you today. And uh, it, it's it's my first month in, in second month in AdaQuest. So I'm completing like in next month, next week, my, my second month. And it seems I'm here for already like a year. Because yeah, because you've been the, you've been really really busy, and I want to talk about that. But before yeah. we jump into to what you're doing with Adequest and the, my background, and yeah, I want to talk a little bit about your background. I mean, you've worked for a variety yeah. of companies, so maybe you can just give us like a high level overview of the type of okay. work that you've been doing. Okay. Well. Uh, I have been in in the security market for like 15 years. Uh, I, my last uh, experiences were in in Dimension Data in Brazil. Uh, it's a huge integrator uh, worldwide, but I was responsible for the pre-sales and consulting in security for for Brazil in Dimension Data. Uh, before that, I, I, I was in Blue Coat as an sales engineer responsible for the federal government and, and all over Brazil. But, but since I'm based in Brasilia, I was responsible for all the, the federal government. And it was a very nice time there. And before that, I stayed for like three years, three years and a half in McAfee as a sales engineer based in Brasilia, responsible for the federal government, but not only the federal government, but traveling all over Brazil and and uh, being with a, every kind of vertical uh, from like telcos to, to oil and gas to, to the government, as I said, and uh, well, well, uh, so I mean, you you do have a, a a very broad and and deep experience in terms of the security industry. What what is the awareness level uh, in Brazil compared to say you know maybe the U.S. or Europe uh, in terms of cyber threats? Are organizations very concerned, or is it something that is becoming increasingly concerning for them? I mean, where where is it at? Well, companies are, are concerned, and we have experienced in Brazil, as all over the world, like the, the problems of 
ransomware, for example, in the last two years, and there has been some huge uh, leakages of information and, and user data, and that's really a problem. The big difference, I think there are, there are two big differences, in my opinion. The first big difference is that we are kind of two years late in terms of uh, implementing and using new technologies and, and, and new uh, ways of, of securing te- uh, the, the, the information. So, uh, for example, when we talk about moving to the cloud, we are like a lot late compared to United States, for example. And the second thing is that we don't have too many regulations here in Brazil. We don't have too many... Uh, enforcement since we don't have the, the regulations. And it, it's it's kind of changing now because of the GDPR and uh, the, the Brazilian GDPR, that's the LGPD that we call here in Brazil. And so it's interesting because we are uh, in a moment of inflection. Uh, we, we see it's very important to invest in security all the companies in Brazil see that because of the the main incidents we have been passing through the the, the last years and until now today. Uh, And although we we don't have all this this compliance uh, regulations and things like that, because because of this new law that the GDPR, the Brazilian GDPR, Things are, are are changing, and and the not only the IT people are are concerned about it, but it, it's it's a top of mind uh, subject to to CEOs, to to CFOs, to to different uh, different kind of uh, people in, in the companies, and it's it's the right moment to to be able to to offer this kind of service here in Brazil as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but it is an inflection point and it's a great, great time because organizations are probably, just like here, a lot of organizations uh, here, by here I mean in the U.S., a lot of organizations are have been asking questions about GDPR and how do we prepare and what yes. do we need to do right and so you know you've got the LGPD and I and I want to come back to that in a second but let's first um, go back to the type of threats that you're seeing you mentioned ransomware um, what are the what are the attack vectors I mean here in the U S for example social engineering still uh, still is one of the leading attack vectors, right? And then there's patch hygiene, for example. I mean, is it the same in Brazil? Is it just the basics, password hygiene as well? Or or are you seeing different types of attacks? Well, we, we see all this kind of attacks as well, but there is a, a point that is important to to, to put our, our eyes on here in Brazil is that our banking system it's very evolved here in brazil it's it's very very uh avant-garde you know and the same is with our hackers to to try to to steal information and to steal money from the the financial and banking systems that are already evolved so uh there are so many different ways that we here in brazil 
uh, have to to deal with money to to pay like bills and to transfer money from 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 a bank to another and all all these these w- different ways are as well uh, po- possible vectors to 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 collect information and, and to even steal really money so well I, I i don't know if i'm being clear with this but not only we have all the the same that everywhere we have like ransomware that as you said like all the the web application vulnerabilities that that are uh, a real problem uh database uh leakage as well but uh, there are some nice and and different uh, like vulnerabilities and 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 possible ways of getting hacked uh, related to the the banking Brazilian banking system. So well, that, that's that's uh, interesting that, because I, I mean I think banks are a target everywhere, but I, yeah. I wouldn't say, for example, in the U.S. that they are more highly targeted than than other organizations um and here maybe the perception i'm not a hacker so i don't know but maybe the perception is you know <laughs> banks may be a, a little bit harder target to to penetrate because the um the thought that they would invest more heavily um, and more early on security that's probably not always the case but it, you know based upon the um the the types of banking and that it's used in Brazil, it sounds like there that maybe there are more opportunities for the hackers, or they've seen that. Um, what? I um, oh, sorry, you, I cut you off. Were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, another important thing to say uh, about this is that since we don't have all the, the the compliance and the regulations, we have huge problems with, for example basic things as keeping the, the SOs updated, for example, and you using not using weak passwords or, you know, that there is still uh, a, a huge problem with the, the, the backend. H- how is the, the, the desktop configured? How, how, how is the user using it or, or uh, is it in a, in a secure way, is the user uh, understanding where he's going and where he's putting his sensitive information? So uh, it's not only the the hackers that have different ways to to, to or or places to attack, but uh, it's kind of let, let's say easier to to find the a target since. There are too many not updated computers and and not very uh, like let's see uh, users well uh, understanding well how to use the the technology. You know that's something to 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 put a, a difference between uh, I see Brazil and in United States in general. Well, that, that that's interesting. And earlier, you, you you mentioned that the cloud adoption or migrations to the cloud were maybe a couple of years behind the U.S. Yes. And you kind of tied that into um, security, and you know now with uh, LGPD, uh, sure. that there's kind of a, a more awareness and a drive. But another another uh, lever for organizations to move to the cloud is just the economics. 
right? Yes. Um, and yes. and the, the, the simplicity of not having to maintain your own, uh, sometimes it's infrastructure as a service or a platform as a service, um, or, or, you know, so what are, I mean, are companies in Brazil becoming aware of those uh, benefits as well? And, 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 and why is it taking them so long to become aware? At first, I think that there were and still there is a huge problem with not knowing exactly where the data will be located and if it's not located inside Brazil. And this is a huge problem, not only to the government, but to, to each and every uh, company, Brazilian company. And it, it's been changing, I see. So, I mean, there, there know, must be, a, a, I would think, a large number of data centers in Brazil. Yes, there are, there are. But uh, when, when I talk about the pu public cloud, you know, like like the, the using Azure for uh, for example, the problem is. To, but until some a couple of years ago or some some time ago, it were not possible for us to say, okay, I want to use the the Azure infrastructure located in Brazil, and it has a different price. We know, but it's important for us to to do it. And a couple of years ago. It was not even like common to to talk right to 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 the guys who make decisions about public cloud, and because it, it wouldn't get to to these guys since there were all these concerns about where the the data will be, and and that's in my opinion were and and keeps being like the the, the biggest concern. It's it's going it's changing the last two years in my opinion because not only the the, the the public public clouds have been modernizing itself and and being more and more uh, used for uh, by all the, the companies all over the world but it, more than that it's it's too extremely cheaper and and and, uh, and now since it's possible for us to to talk a little deeper with these guys about, about and that's the point about about security and and about how even though it's not located in, in in Brazil or even though we don't know exactly where the data are located but we we can assure that it will be safe it will it, and this secure will be guaranteed by this and that and that technology you know so uh today it's 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 more likely for me as an engineer to get to these guys who make decisions to show them and to and to make them feel themselves like more safe to to go to to public clouds uh much more than it were in two or three years ago and and, and when you talk about money it, it gets like crazy because they 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 just don't understand why they didn't make this decision before since it's so different in in terms of of uh expenses you know yeah well i mean i think a lot of um you know service providers like adequest have you know they they understand that the the main driving factors for an organization to choose a particular platform um, is, you know, the productivity, uh, security, and cost, right? Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just put productivity aside because I, you know, we're not. This is not a show about uh, productivity. We're, we're our, our, our secure talk is more more focused on obviously security and to some degree sure. cost. Um, what is Adequest doing, or what do you do to help your customers understand the impact on uh, on security and the the total cost of ownership? for um, shifting workloads or infrastructure to the cloud. What kind of you know, work can you do to help them realize that or see that? Well, it's, it's our biggest offer here in Brazil to, to put intelligence in, in uh, a way to map all the, his, the, 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 the customer infrastructure. And after mapping where he is now, we can show them uh how would it be or how would it cost and what would it be uh, putting like a- adding value if we we moved yeah but you're, you're you're dealing with some very large organizations in brazil i mean how yeah. do you map out their infrastructure do you have some kind of automated tool that you're using or oh for sure okay we are using movir movir is the is the the tool that we 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 use here in Brazil as well as we use United States to, to do this this assessment, and it not only has the the view of like the, the infrastructure of the or the usage of of VMs and processors and memory and disks, but it has as well uh, a view of, of security. For for example, uh, how long has your users uh, or how uh, how is the the behavior of your users concerning uh, resetting passwords or uh, how long is uh, a user that that has been fired uh, being still connecting or logging in to, to the infrastructure or well we, we can we can have a lot of different insights concerning security as well. And then we can show the customers uh, not, not only the, the value to, to move to the cloud is not only uh, about money, but it's, all, it's too much about how they get more secure in moving to the cloud and how it's too much easier and faster to get compliant to, to these new laws of GDPR and LGPD, only moving to the cloud as well. So uh, I don't know if, I've, if I'm being clear, but uh, we use Movir and it, and it shows us a lot of nice insights. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to argue well. with those insights. You can sit around in a, in a conference room and you can, you can whiteboard things out and, you know, you can talk about uh, trends in terms of cl- uh, uh, shifting workloads to the cloud. Uh, you can talk about digital transformation. But when you get an actual cost-benefit analysis and you see, oh, if we shift this to yes. the cloud, our total cost of ownership is going to drop um, and we'll be able to optimize our utilization of the resources that we're paying for. Um, we can do just-in-time uh, <clears throat> uh, infrastructure, so we, we only pay for what we need, when we need it. Uh, and if you can model that, it becomes based upon what they're currently you know, using, not just some third-party yes. uh, case study, but you say, hey, look, <laughs> here's what you have, yeah. here's what you're paying, here's, our, here's your, your existing security posture, which does have some gaps in it, 
and here's what it would be tomorrow if we shifted everything. It's pretty convincing. Um, do you still see some pushback or organizations, is this helping organizations to, to make those decisions? A lot, a lot, because we, we, we put money into this, this, this talk. You know, we say, okay, we, you have today this infrastructure and it costs us for you X. And then if we, you move, you, you will have this uh, less cost and it will not only you will uh, spend less money, but you will uh, get compliant to this and that and that and that. And all this, this move, not only to the cloud, but to a compliant uh, infrastructure or environment, it, it would cost, I don't know, thousands of dollars. And just by moving, you uh, the, the customer already have this 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 evolution, you know. So it, it, it's 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 crazy to see how, as I said, how they ask themselves why they didn't uh, started doing this before, and that that's that it has been amazing. Well, yeah, and I mean, and, and you, you're dealing with organizations in Brazil, uh, you know, ten, fifteen thousand employees. Um, the costs across a, an organization like that, the, and and then yes. the potential savings must be must be huge. Um, you did mention, you know, a couple times LGBTD, which is the Brazilian version of GDPR, uh, and you mentioned that as a driver. Are organizations is that actually being enforced, or when will it start to be enforced? If not. It's starting to be enforced on February next year, oh. and and enforced I say like like taxes and 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 penalties. Uh, the the moment today is for the the companies to to get started, and in my opinion, the the companies that haven't started yet they are already late because we have like. Uh, we are already in in April. Uh, you know, it's kind of half a year, let's say, to to get prepared, or a little more than than six months. So it's very little time, and it's it, it's very important to well. And I I I have been asked to to do assessments and to help customers. Uh, showing uh, about where they are and doing roadmaps to 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 get compliant each and every week and it's it's getting crazy uh how much it's been demanded here in brazil so for, uh, i can say that the the companies are aware of of the the importance and there there are a, a huge demand here to to solve this kind of of necessity and opportunity you know and are you, I'm sure that just like GDPR, LGBT uh, doesn't just impact Brazilian companies. It, it, uh, it, it impacts companies who are doing business in Brazil as well. So if you've got American or European companies that are, that are, doing, are processing or sure. uh, data, uh, personal data, then they need to be compliant as well, right? Sure, sure. It's it's the same as the GDPR. Uh, I, I see it, it, it's uh, it's kind of uh, common to see new laws based on GDPR and done by each and every country. So since we have companies that make business with 
all over the world. And then uh, it's kind of a, I, I see it's kind of a, a worldwide pattern of, of data privacy law. And yes, uh, each and every company that, that is in Brazil, but uh, makes business with uh, other companies will have to, to be compliant with this. So it's, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's something that it's needed to everybody. It's not, it's not an option, you know. Well, and and you you're lucky because you have one national law in America, man. We've got fifty state laws that we have to kind of navigate and figure out, um, which keeps everybody guessing. Well, actually, I should say I shouldn't say we have fifty <laughs> state laws. Some states don't even have regulations. Some states have uh, regulations that are pretty much in alignment with GDPR, uh, and then some that are, are completely much more lax, I should say. So, you know, depending on where your business is, you know, and if you're only doing business in one state and that state has lax laws, you probably don't have to worry about it. But, oh, now we have customers out in California and they've got um, some relatively strict uh, laws. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? You know, so it's kind of uh, it's a, a bit challenging domestic, uh, excuse me, navigating the domestic uh, regulatory environment here. Hey, um, so so. What, I mean, you know, Brazil is such a huge market. It's a huge country. Uh, what advice would you give to CISOs, um, whether they're working for Brazilian organizations or they're working for uh, foreign, foreign uh, multinationals in Brazil? What advice would you give to them? To CISOs? Well, yes. since, since we don't have uh, a regulatory uh, organization or, or things like that in Brazil, I would I would advise them to follow like the the NIST uh, eight five three I think that's the uh, a, a guidance to 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 understand how to deal with uh, information security and to to move to the cloud if if they haven't moved yet. And doesn't matter what cloud it is, it's important to understand that today, and not only today, but for, for the last years, it's the best option if you want to be, uh, to have the, the basics of security, that it's confidentiality, availability, and, and integrity. So. Uh, not only to, to be compliant, but to to spend less, to be sustainable. That's very important. Uh, most companies, they, they buy uh, their infrastructure thinking about the, the worst case, and that, that's what makes them uh, always paying a lot. And, and well, that, that's a not sustainable way of dealing with the, the technology. And so that's something that I would suggest to, to do is to consider going to the cloud and using all the benefits that there are there, you know. And that's important for us here in Brazil. If it's, it's not too much a thing for, for you in the United States, but here in Brazil, it, it makes a lot of sense to, to talk about this. Well, that's, that's some great advice. Let me ask you this. I mean, do you ever advise a company not to go to the cloud? Well, I think there are some hybrid situations where uh, it will fit more to, to some kind of, of, of businesses. But not going to the cloud 
anyway, I think it would be uh, it, it wouldn't be uh, a, a suggestion, uh, an advice I would I would give to a to a company. Uh, I I can't I well to be sincere I can't tell you today uh, a, a kind of of business that wouldn't uh, get the value of of the the cloud for at least one or two processes of one, uh, one you know any any part uh, of the, of the business uh, there may be some situations where very specific situations where it's important to to keep the the infrastructure and I wouldn't even say it, it would last forever, you know, just for, for a time to to consider the TCO or investment that already have been done. But, uh, well, uh, uh, today I, I can't see uh, a company where I wouldn't fit moving to the cloud, at least in a little part of it, to to make them do more with less. That, well, can that, you give a, an example? And I don't, you don't have to name any company names, but maybe you can give an example where you feel that a hybrid environment is more suitable for that particular organization. What are their What are their business needs and requirements or concerns that would that would uh, drive them towards a hybrid environment? Well, I I have been working in Brazil, for example, with mining companies and uh, uh, electrical distribution and, and production and generation. You know, this kind of uh, and then we started talking about IoT, and, and that's uh, this kind of of customers won't be able to to change or to, to move their infrastructure, their old infrastructure to, to the cloud, because uh, th- there's, a, there's a third, uh, I don't remember exactly, uh, d- depreciation, that's it. Their, their depreciation time, it's much bigger than the depreciation time we are uh, used to deal with in IT. For example, when you buy servers, you, you can say you, you you can deal with like three years of of depreciation uh, or three to five years uh, that the that that hardware won't have any any value anymore when you with you deal about with these kind of of companies their depreciation time are, are much bigger it's like uh 10 even 20 years the the time that they they won't uh change their infrastructure and then uh, this kind of situation we have to understand exactly how to make this kind of infrastructure safe and what it's it's possible are, are possible applications that that can go to cloud and make it uh, work better and and spend less but there are some situations with legacy databases and iot infrastructure for example that we have to consider a uh, 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 hybrid infrastructure. Well, that, that's interesting. So it's not primarily a security concern that's keeping them in hybrid. It's more about the the, the financial uh, effects of not being able to yes. to depreciate those those assets. Well, it's great. Hey, um, so I'm going to wind this up here, but I, w- I would like to hear about your plans for Adequest in Brazil over the coming months and year. Okay. Well, we have been offering 
assessments in Brazil, uh, the, the, the same as we offer in the United States, we are focusing on the Office 365 security tune-up. It's, uh, it's a security assessment based on the secure score and where we help companies to, to make the secure score go higher and uh, as the same, putting new technologies and implementing new features of their cloud. And we are focusing as well in GDPR or LGPD assessments where we base our, our offering in, in a questionnaire and an analysis of the, the, the processes and infrastructure. And we do recommendations and, and roadmaps and, and implementations as well. Uh, we are very close to Microsoft, so we, we are also uh, participating in, in Microsoft uh, programs like, like the, the cloud economics uh, assessment, the, the cloud immersion experience, and things like that. And we are trying to not focus in, in a specific vertical, but uh, we are very close to, to Microsoft to look for customers who, for example, are already are off C365 uh, customers and need uh, to, to evolve in, in concern, concerning security. And we as well are, are attacking customers that are starting to move to the cloud, but we put our security posture in the in the beginning of this process so that they go like with, with this as a as a, a first concern as well and it has been very well uh, received and, and accepted by microsoft and and every customer here in brazil and then we we want to to be recognized as as a security company here in brazil since we are here for, for so little time, but by the end of the year, I think we'll be able to have like 20 or, or, or 30 different uh, companies in our portfolio. I think companies from 1,000 to, to 10,000 uh, users, and well, that, that's our goal for, for the end of the year, I think. That's uh, an impressive offering and some, some impressive goals. I um, I'm pretty excited for for Adequest in Brazil, and and you you've mentioned Microsoft a couple times. <clears throat> Where is is in our office uh, the the Adequest office located uh, close to Microsoft? Yes, yes. Uh, our office in São Paulo it's like across the street to to where Microsoft uh, office will move in in one or two months. Uh, their fiscal year is starting in in July, and they are beginning their their new fiscal year like across the street to where we are. We are not uh, far from from them today. It's I don't know like ten minutes drive, but uh, we since we are very close to them in the United States, and we we knew they would move, so we are like as I said, across the street to the, the Microsoft uh, 
how can I say that in, in, in English? The, the, the MCT or they, oh, the, the technology center, they, Microsoft Technology yes, Center. Yes, yeah. exactly. The yeah. technology center. The, there is the only one here in, in, in South America. So, and we are very close to it. And, and we are very ready to to take our customers there and show uh, each and every technology that we are ready to 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 sell and to help customers here in Brazil. So, uh, and, and and we are in Brasilia as well. I am based in Brasilia, and uh, we don't have a physical uh, office here, but I am very ready to to visit and to to deal with all the federal government customers here as well. So. Excellent. Well, hey, Zhuang, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. I know you got a lot on your plate and you're running, you know, as fast as you can down there, uh, you and your team to uh, to follow up on with our existing customers and, and all those opportunities. Um, but it was it was great talking with you. And I look forward to checking back with you in a few months to, to, to talk about your progress and then also any new developments in terms of the security market in Brazil. Um, yeah, it was great talking with you. Thank you so much. It's it's for me. It's very nice to to have this opportunity as well, and I hope I can help you in in other quests in the United States. And I I am very grateful for sharing experiences with you as you are uh, a little more time into this market in other quest. And well, I'm I'm very excited to to our opportunity here in Brazil, and I hope I can. Have you here in Brazil as well to 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 visit us, and so we can celebrate our success in in this to 2019 year? Okay. Well, absolutely. If we can just convince the uh, <clears throat> the sea level guys to uh, to to bring uh, bring us all down there for Carnival next year, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let's hope let's hope for my success, and then after that, I think we'll be able to. To make this deal, okay? Sounds great. Um, well, you have a great day and you take care. You too, man. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hello. Welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk.